Oh, man, I love that thing. Uh, every every episode gets me pumped up. Episode 134, folks, at the FLA podcast. Welcome. Hope everybody's doing great. Again, this episode sponsored by our friends in Prince Edward Island. Support local folks, especially during this time of year. Maritime Madness. Check them out online, maritimemadness.com. Use the code FLA10 to save 10% and receive free shipping over $35 in Canada. Over 30 flavors to choose from, rubs, hot sauces, one chunk challenges, apparel, all that kind of stuff. Give them a follow, purchase some product. Let's get right into it here, folks. we got a fantastic episode. Uh, every episode's fantastic, but I'm always interested as a jiu-jitsu uh, guy, um, I'm always interested to speak with uh, athletes from every kind of martial art, but especially boxers because it's a, it's a, it's obviously the sweet science, but one for me that is, uh, you know, it's for, it's pretty foreign to me because, you know, I'm pretty much a, a strict grappler kind of guy and and don't really like getting punched in the face. So I'm always love talking to these guys who have really done a lot in the combat sports scene, especially out here in the East Coast. And uh, this guy is uh, just getting a start on another 24-year-old up-and-coming guy, 3-0 as an amateur um, out of St. John, New Brunswick. He's the assistant uh, head coach at East Coast Boxing. As well, he's a football coach. He's, uh, you know, he's kind of getting involved in a lot of different things right now, and uh, he's always been a big supporter of our brand. And uh, yeah, love to bring him on. Have a good chat with him, Mister Corey Morell. How are you, sir? Good, brother. How are you? Awesome, man. Good. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, of course, man. I'm happy to be here. It's awesome. Yeah. Honestly, like since I seen you guys doing these podcasts, I was like, uh, I'm gonna get in there one day. Like he's gonna, nice. <laughs> like I'm, I'm gonna keep bugging him until he gets me in. No, man. You know what? Like the, it's the thing is like, it's this community. That's what it's about, man. Like it's everybody, like it's talking to everybody in this whole sport. Like that's what I love about this whole podcast. I meet so many different people and, and that's what I love about it. Hearing everybody's story and why they get into this whole goddamn game that we're into. And I'm, I'm a little bit older than you, but you know what, like let's, we'll get right into it, I guess, Corey, you know, like I do with everybody else and uh, kind of, you know, you're in, you're, a boxing, you know, athlete and, you know, three and oh now as an, as an amateur, um, why'd you get into boxing? Um, so actually I, I started with uh, Japanese jujitsu of, of, uh, all things, which I actually enjoyed a lot. I learned a lot nice. from that. Um, I feel like it gets a bad rap sometimes, you know, for like, uh, sure. for functional fighting. Um, you know, there's certain things that work and don't work and that's up to you to decide what does and doesn't work. You know, it's not up to the martial art, you know? So, uh, anyway, what happened was basically, uh, my sister and me were getting bullied all the time. And, uh, yeah. w one time a bunch of like, punks came up and they like jumped to beat on my sister. I hope, by the way, I hope she don't mind me mentioning that. <laughs> kick my ass for that. But anyway, uh, so anyway, yeah, so uh, it, it gets worse for me than it, than it is for her. So anyway, um, what happened was I went to split them up because a couple of girls went to jump and beat her up. And I was like, whoa, whoa, just, you know, in the middle of it. And the guy mm. that was about three or four years older than me, way tougher than me. I was probably 11 years old, 12 years old at this time. Uh, he elbowed me in the face. Like he like turned me around and just smoked me with an elbow. I, yeah. So I'd never been hit before. Right. And he's like 14 ish. So he's a bit bigger than me. And stuff. And yeah. I was like, shit, like, I don't know what to do. And you know, we're close to my house and I was like, fuck, like, I don't want to run and leave her here, but you got to make those choices sometimes. Right. So anyway, I, I bolt and I go get my parents. And, um, anyway, she, my, my sister was fine. You know, it was, you know, bump and a scratch, nothing, nothing major at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, so, uh, I just remember my dad, he asked me, he said, uh, he, he had a Taekwondo background and, uh, he said, what'd you do? I said, 
fuck? I said, I ran. He said, I didn't know what to do. He said, I just remember him saying, he's like, you'll never run again, you know, unless yeah. you absolutely have to. And I was like, okay. So then the next week he put me in uh, jiu-jitsu. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's a very cool story. And that's yeah, see, it, it's, typical. It's, it, well, it is. It's an unfortunate thing that bullying is a typical thing. Why a lot of us are in martial arts or weird shit that happens to you as kids or, or even as adults, overcoming things and adversity and the whole sp- the whole mental aspect of combat sports is kind of like that. And those are stories that make me that kind of, you know, the, the ones that like, it's like, ah, you know, UFC and that kind of thing. Like that's the cliche one, but the ones that like, those ones are the ones that to me that really are impactful and what it's really about truthfully. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like Like, it kind of opened that door for me to start coaching early in a sense, because now when I'm, you know, talking to kids about bullying and things like that. Like I've been there, you know, and I completely understand where they're coming from and it's a touchy subject, you know, we gotta be, we gotta be careful how we approach it, but we can't, you know, we also can't coddle kids, you know, it's, it's there's something to be said for standing up for yourself. And I learned that after getting into martial arts. Yeah. I think that's uh, to me, that's a huge thing. Actually, a lot of people I'm shocked, like, and I, I say this a lot and I think some people take it the wrong way, but, and I don't necessarily mean it to be super like brute about it, but to me, it's, I'm a, I'm a big believer of a quick punch in the mouth humbles everybody. <laughs> I, I mean, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you're going to be a dick, I truly believe, man, like if someone just gives you a quick pop in the mouth, not to hurt you, not to like, just like if you're going to, but if you're going to be shooting your mouth up, you're going to be an asshole. You like, it's, I don't know. That's who who I am, and unfortunately, yeah, that's not the way society is. And I under, totally understand that. But it's uh, it's interesting, man, because like that whole bullying, a lot of people still as adults, there's still a ton of it. Oh, absolutely. It's it's weird. Like adults are almost like they're just big kids, you know. Like I, I get passive aggressive comments all the time, and I'm thinking like people that are 20 years older than me and stuff, and I'm like, you're really playing this game right now. There's nothing else we could be doing, you know. And I like what what do you want to do this for? You know, are we fucking kids? Yeah, you know, so. totally. Yeah, yeah. It's outrageous, it's, man. You know, it really is, man. Like I, it's. But anyway, well, let's talk about some other positive stuff. But that, that's a. And, and, does your sister do? Is she in combat sports at all? Martial arts or? Ah, uh, no. Honestly, she she never really took to it. To be honest, man, she's a, a real outdoors person. She likes to go outdoors and go on hikes and uh, that's yeah. her thing. Um, but nice. yeah, she wants. I got heavy into it and, and never stopped because uh, you know you, my man. old man having the influence too. You know that kind of stuck yeah. me to it. Yeah. Certainly, certainly. That's a, that's a huge thing, you know, having those mentors that are already in kind of the, that scene. And I love that. Um, memories, man. This is one thing I saw Josh Presley. He's a, he's a very talented black belt at the Titans here in Halifax. And and uh, he, he he said something the other day. He's like, uh, you know, this tournament didn't go away, my way, but I'm making memories. And it just kind of stuck with me, this making memories, man. And, and you know, win or lose, that's exactly what they are. And and for you, you know, you're young in your career. We'll talk a little bit more about that, whether, you know, what, what your career is, uh, where you want to go with it. But uh, what's what's memories for you so far? Um. Well, you know what? Actually, I could, you know, jump right into that right now. So basically, like, I do competitive boxing more as a hobby than anything. Um, awesome. You know, the, the whole, you know, like I said, I 3-0 and and stuff, like, eventually you fight enough you're gonna lose some fights man that's just how it is 100%. a lot of really talented boxers around here um you know even the guys that i fought i fought some some half decently talented guys even in the novice um yeah. so 
you know, man, I just do it more as a hobby. I think coaching is more where my my passion lies. I love to sit down and study and, and just talk about the sport more than anything. Um, I like what you said where you're like, I don't really like getting punched in the face. I'm like, fuck, neither do I. Like, you ever want to <laughs> fight? I, you know, my style is very oriented on yeah. not getting hit. Like, I don't want to get hit, man. I'm not in there for blood and guts. And, you know, I train with, with some guys who, who are like that. And, you know, when you see that on a daily basis, you're like, Am I that or am I not that? And I, you know, I know I'm not that. You know, it's, it's yeah. more of a fun hobby than anything. Because, uh, you know, some guys are willing to absolutely die and kill for this. You know, and it's it's not a a game. You don't play boxing. You don't play martial arts. You know. No, man, you don't. You really don't. Like it's it's a whole different thing. Like, and I I will say like jujitsu. You can play jujitsu. You know, like high right. level jujitsu. Like you know, you, you can tap. Like in in right. boxing, you can't tap. You know, True. like there's, there's no, like you, you I get that the way I look at it, right? Like I don't yeah. know, so yeah. it's 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 fucking crazy to me. Like boxing, man, is in a super intense sport and so competitive and high level. Like it's yeah. fun there's, to watch. What? What? Of... Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. No, you go ahead. Oh, okay. I was <laughs> gonna say no. The, honestly, the way I look at it uh, with like getting hurt and stuff is, um, you know, the ref. It's only the the referee if he's good you're usually good, you know, like I, I find in the amateurs and stuff, you don't see a lot of guys getting sparked with one punch. Mm, uh, yeah. The odd time, you know, you see guys really get uh, hurt, but I find the referees, if they're good, they, they can definitely help you out and save you from a lot of trauma and you'll kind of live to fight another day type thing. Um, Which is the key as a, as amateurs. Like we, we struggle with that a lot, like a lot of fighters here in MMA because the rule set in Nova Scotia is if you have under three fights, you can't punch on the ground. And you have to wear bigger gloves and you can't so you like if you have that other your opponent like you can't ground and pound necessarily yeah. until you have three fights which i kind of agree with because it a it pushes the jujitsu but b it's like if you if the guy has no idea or girl has no idea what they're doing on the ground and this other person does has a huge first of all it's shitty matchmaking but two it's you know they're banging their head off the canvas and they don't know what they're doing and it just it's not safe in my so i i do like that rule set but I also understand understand how people don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I thought there was a thing with uh, Elite One back in the day where they had, uh, I might be mistaken, but I thought you could only throw straight punches and only from the mount. That's how Elite One is in New Brunswick. That's New Brunswick rules. Is it? Okay, okay. So you can I, throw I, straight but punches, but you can't, like, do hooks on the ground, like, or, you know. But that's weird, though, dude, because, I mean, I feel like you could do a lot of fucking damage with a straight, yeah, too. Like you know? Totally, or a hammer fist, <laughs> like, I don't know. Right, like, like, still straight down. I, I feel like hooks on the ground can be wrong, like, you know, anything getting punched on the ground is no fun, but I feel like it's straight if, you know, buddy just straight down, you know, and he pops you. Yeah. That'd be the worst thing to get hit with. Yeah, anyway, so, yeah. It, I don't know, like, it's, a, it's an interesting rule how they're all different. I would love... Because now all the commissions in Canada, because of this whole COVID thing, all, they're all working together in, in, in the MMA commissions oh, okay. across Canada. They're all talking. They're all working together is what I've been okay. told by a couple of them anyway. And right uh, and so hopefully they'll come out of this and be like, man, we, we, maybe we should be using the same rule set across the board. Like, Jesus. 
Yeah, it makes it easier mm. for the guys who are competing across the yeah. across different provinces, right? Like a lot of these guys do it as you know a career, and they get as much mm-hmm. experience as possible. It's it's hard in the midst of a fight to try to think of a different rule set. It's like the whole thing with the uh, the hands being down, like one hand down, no hands down. Yeah, like, you should just fucking knee him in the head. Like you that's, know, it's a fight, bro. You know, like, that's the thing. We had big issues with that in our la- in our event, their last event with the because it was confusion on that and about what whether it was three point contact two point contact and it was just like this right. shouldn't be this should not be and, and i'm not shitting on the commission they do a great job but you know it, no, it just right. shouldn't yeah. it shouldn't be confusing right so um yeah. but coming for like that's the thing like talking about you you know you coaching for a coach it's confusing how do you you know how do you if it's not written properly if it's not talk like if it's not it doesn't make sense then how as a coach are you supposed to train your athlete in the right way too right like yeah, no, that's that's a thing, right? And I mean, I think that's up to the coach too to kind of understand what band, what band are you fighting under and stuff like that. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's a big. I was going to kind of talk to you about this. Was like, I feel like a lot of coaches kind of off topic, but they train their fighter the same. You know, they just kind of yeah. one banner one way. You know, they don't really adjust to things. And I think mm-hmm. that's a big issue. You know, and I think that goes with knowing what promotion you're fighting on too you know what what's the rules what can i do what can i do what's backstage going to be like you know exactly what's the area you know all that stuff you should know you know due diligence you're a coach man it's not like you know coaches just show up and they get to uh, bask in the glory sometimes when they just show up and corner the guy like well they shit on the promotion right is like a lot of and i'm not saying in my experience but a lot of times, like, oh, if, they're, if their fighter gets, if hap, something happens and they get looked bad, it's like, oh, well, I didn't know. It's like, well, fuck. Like, when I used to do all these jujitsu tournaments, like, people would show up and they'd be mad and yelling and screaming. And I'm like, well, listen, the rules are, are very well documented out there. Like, you're the one who doesn't know the rules. So if you're coming yelling at me, then you're yelling at the wrong person because it's right. out there. Like, you would never go in hockey and, like, parents would scream and yell and shit. And I'm like, in hockey, you would never go down. Like I like ever in your life would go down to an arena and like well some people might go right on the ice and like after the ref and and I'm like in martial arts you're nuts like this person's gonna rip your head off like what it just but people get brazen man and it's <laughs> it's it's a it's crazy yeah. people get like it's com- yeah. competitive fire I never I don't have that competitive fire I'm just like okay you can win you have yeah. the medal I don't get. <laughs> I don't get too crazy, like, especially with, um, like, promotion and all that stuff. Like, I know that's a tough gig, man. You know, like, even if, you know, putting the chairs out and stuff, like, um, you know, I kind of go into, so when COVID-19 kicked off in March, uh, we were supposed to do a cart. And what happened was they have this, uh, it's like, I think it's uh, the home show, it's called. It's at, like, TD Station. It's at, like, our big arena. Yeah, yeah, do, yeah. Like, it's a big sale and stuff. So, anyway, um that was the next day and our card was the next night and we were setting the ring up we had the ring set up totally and blah blah, blah completely canceled our card like the night oh, before like no. we had everything set up and was that yeah, with nathan yeah. nathan no no that was uh this was an amateur card that was uh, an amateur wasn't that card, the pro okay. card in moncton the pro yeah, card was, i think uh, yeah 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 so you guys were doing it at td station Wow. No, they were doing a home show TD station. Sorry. So when they called us and they said they were canceling the home show, we were like, oh, we're fucked now. Because and then sure enough, we got the call a couple hours later that they were going to cancel our card, too. And I'm telling you, man, like 
uh, Chris Peters is the head coach at East Coast Boxing. There, yeah. he man, does a phenomenal job of uh, putting on amateur boxing cards that like the city's never even seen, dude. Like awesome. I, I've told you, and I tell him, like I've been a nerd for combat sports since I've been a kid, right? So I have a general idea of who's like on the national team and who some of the best boxers and stuff in Canada are. And Chris nice. will pay, he'll pay money to fly them all in, say them, keep them here, and you know just put on the best fights, right? So understands he it. had um, the best card we've. Nope. Looks like we had a little. Am I still here? You're okay. St- yeah, you're still here. Yeah. You must have phone Hello? call or something coming into you. I think I'm having a little bit of difficulty here. I can still hear you. There you are. Yeah, I think I'm on a technical difficulty here, bro. Uh, we're having a little technical difficulties, folks. Stand by. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. Let's try this. You back? Hello. How are you, Corey? There we go. No, man, my my bad. That's probably my internet. I'll tell you. <laughs> no man all good all good um so yeah back to what i was saying there you're chris, talking about chris uh, and his his advance in yeah so he had uh this card we were gonna put on man he had like some of the best like he had boxers from uh, detroit matched up against like team canada boxers and like they uh, were gonna, like it was just gonna be yeah man like guys with uh you know 60 fights fighting like five fights into a 14 fight card 14 uh, wow. yeah like just crazy dude and Good i was like him. yeah yeah so he he does um he does what he can to uh to absolutely grow the sport around here and he's the one who actually gave me my uh my due diligence and coaching and stuff um i actually had a an amateur fight down in uh Beautiful Glace Bay, Nova Scotia. Shout out to Glace Bay, Nova Scotia. Beauty. Um, yeah. Seven place. hours away from where we're at. It is. But yeah, it's pretty far, bro. Um, so anyway, we drove down there and had a fight down there and uh, got the win and stuff. And then I, I just, you know, I have a problem with performing in front of the crowd, you know? Like, mm, um, I hear you. The gym, man, I, I feel great. Like, I, I, you know, I spar well against some of the best guys. And then I just get out there and I can't get my fucking head on straight. And that's something I'm very honest about, something me and Chris yeah. have talked about and stuff like that. And that's kind of where I made the switch to kind of, you know, start pursuing boxing more as a hobby and more for fun. Um, just because I was like, you know, it's that's part of it is performing under the lights, man. You 100%. can spar and hit pads all you want, but if you can't fight, under yeah. the lights and you know i'm not gonna put myself down and say oh you know you could totally never no but it, under the it's honesty but right it's just absolutely it's something i struggle with you know we all struggle yeah. with certain stuff especially yeah. as athletes um so anyway we had a talk after my third fight there and uh, he basically just said man like if you know i know you like to nerd out so if you if you want to be a coach man like you know you can be my assistant and and you know Fantastic. Start training some of my fighters too yeah it was, it was super cool man so then i've been kind of taking that and running with it ever since very cool. I, I've always heard really good things about Chris. I've never actually officially met him, but I've seen lots of his social media and uh, uh, random footage and like the fighters that he's brought in through the years, like world class, like really high level fighters to fight. And and uh, I love that kind of stuff, man. Like he, everything he does seems to be really high level, and and that's the stuff that's going to grow people. Like I always, it's it's unfortunate in this day and age because people are quick to judge. Like in a, and when I say that, I mean like as in like they see the UFC on TV and then they go to a fight league Atlantic or Elite One event 
and they expect it to be the exact same. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, so absolutely. it's, it's, if you're, if you're marketing and if you're like, if, if your stuff is not on par, you're, you're still going to get your random like people out to, to event, but it's not going to grow. And it's not and I like, that's what people look at. Like for athletes, if they're represented well, like if they're getting good video footage, if they're getting photos, if they're getting stuff back in return for a good performance, it all adds up in my opinion. Right. Absolutely. And you know, right. I, that's the thing is, is, you know, the quality of, of what you put on. And, and by the way, like I, I seen your guys' last card, it was, it was really good. And I can't wait Thank for the you, next man. one. I find you, you guys did a good job of mixing uh, like young local talent with guys like uh, Jesse Arnett uh, fighting uh, Adam McDougal. Like, so shout, but shout out Adam McDougal. What he, a uh, came to our gym. Yeah. He came to our gym to, uh, I've been watching a fight probably since his, first or second pro fight i always meet these guys and i'm like bro i've watched you fight 15 times they're like what <laughs> yeah. the fuck i'm like yeah man no word of lie. so anyway he came to the gym there's with christian and they prepped for his his last fight on yeah. fight pass and, and uh what a nice guy man and in super high Very. level takes coaching well i never met the guy in my life and he went over to chris and said to chris he's like man that guy knows what he's talking about you know makes me feel good right you know because i look up to some of these guys you know as as fighters and stuff and i'm like oh you know all right, yeah. you know, it makes, makes me feel you feel good, good, good advice. when you're doing right. that kind but of you're... Sorry? Yeah, I, honestly though, the that matchup with him and like their experience wasn't um on par but like I, when you the eye test, you watch Adam at Google fight. He is high level dude and he's a risk oh, man. He he goes for it. Like he's a fighter's fighter, man. There's nothing wrong with putting that guy in with a really good fighter. And that was great experience no. for him. Nothing wrong with that. No. They took it and you know, they, they tried to set that match up before too out in out west. I think it was it was either unified or VFL, I'm not sure who it was, but it tried it, it and it didn't happen. But so they approached us. Jesse kind of contacted us and then and Adam, like Andy Young, who's you know coach, kind of contacted, and it's weird that it just kind of came together. And I agree one hundred percent. Like he put Jesse through, you know, at the very first, like he got him, he 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 kicked him pretty hard, and and busted up his eye a little bit. And then Jesse used that super like talent and veteran experience, and just kind of, you know, weathered the storm and, and got the win. But Jesse had a, a rough week too. It was a really great fight, man. Like both of them, both of them had a rough week coming into it too, and uh, neither said a word. Like both really classy pro fighters man yeah absolutely it makes my like said, job though. a lot easier yeah and you know and that like you said there about uh you know that veteran experience man that pays dividends like that's a big thing you know and that's a the you know a big key i think is you know if i wasn't taking fighting as a hobby I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you fought three times in three years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you got to go. You got to go get experience. You got to fight. You know, you got to take mm -hmm. those losses, roll with the punches, and, and you know, kind of go with the flow. You know, you got yeah. to take, take the experience, man. And people are scared to take losses, scared to get beat up. Yeah. I get you're scared to get beat up. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, but that's the score man, like, you're in, too, right? Like, there's it's a 50 50 man there's a winner and a loser and if you've been on the side of winning i almost feel like you know it's your due diligence to lose you know it's your For it's sure. your part of the sport to be on the other side and to feel yeah. those emotions and stuff man because well, you, you look know, at like a, a, a kid who like plays for the like st john sea dogs for example by the time he gets to the nhl he's probably lost a thousand games of hockey in his life you, you yep. know what i mean before he's even Absolutely. made like he's like he's He's probably had shoulder surgery. He's and now you've got to a pro level, and now you're starting. Now, now shit's real. Like, right. 
really you can erase everything that happened not that not erase it like that's tons of experience but now you're it's a clean slate right, right. to that's to stay there we lose you again uh, somebody was giving me a phone call there. I don't know who it was. Okay. No worries. Not no worries. In, bro. Not today. <laughs> <laughs> I was training Christian. You know, obviously at a rough go there in that fight. I thought he looked good, man. He's, he's a tough opponent. Christian's a stud, but he's took the loss well. I'm proud of him. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, man. And um, you know, I, I got to. Uh, I only got to train once or twice. You're popular, man. It happens. Okay, sorry. Um, yeah. Somebody wants to get a hold of me real bad. Some no days, worries. I don't know. Hope it's not the cops. Um, yeah. But anyway, so I only got to train him once or twice leading up to it. Uh, I remember there, I was holding pads for him, and we did like a kind of like a 50-50 session, like two and a half minutes of him hit striking, and then two and a half minutes of like a national level, level wrestler that was like 20 pounds heavier than him. Uh, just wrestling him, throwing him around, and then he would get up and like hit pads just to kind of get uh, okay. the grappling, like – you know, to have your arms all full of blood and to have the transition from being grappling, you know, like he was, we knew uh, Basel. I don't want to mispronounce yeah. his name. I knew yeah, he, was, he was a really good grappler. Um, yeah. So we were, you know, trying to prepare for that. And, and to be able to strike when your arms are tired and you've had to grapple, it was a big key. But, um, he man, he looked good. Like training camp, he looked amazing. He was saying yes to every fight he could get. Like Yeah, he was. He was. He, He's he high really level, was. man. Very high level Ooh. fighter, man. Yeah, yeah, like he, he that's I'm proud of him. Yeah, like absolutely. not every you know, you that's you just fuck. It's like we were just talking about losses, and and it's right now is a shitty time. Like, you have to go. He could have said no, you know, again when you get a fight again. here and fought here, you know, like he could have been careful and been like, oh, here again, I'm gonna fight for Elite One or FLA or whatever. He took the risk, and hey, man, that's part of the sport, and you hold your head high, right? experience experience a lot he can take from that fight too you know uh, there's silver linings in every fight even in a fight where you lose you know like he the, for example i don't i don't want to take credit for this but i remember we were talking and i told him i said dude in the first 10 seconds i'm like you got to come out and blast a head kick i'm like let him yeah. know he's in a fight right away i said you might even draw a shot out of him and sure enough man like i said i i take no credit for that he comes out and he just whips a switch kick he and i was like too. holy shit yeah. man like and that's yeah. the thing is he is super high level. Like there's no shame in taking a loss at the level that he's no. fighting at now. And you know, I, I said to him, I'm like, dude, when you're you know, you're sixteen and one and you're sixteen and two and you're smashing people on a five six fight win streak in the UFC, nobody's even gonna remember, you know, like that's not no that's man. how MMA is, man. Like, you know, people just the losses are it's not boxing. it's different no it's no one cares like not, how many people are world champions in the ufc with losses they all have losses like it's just exactly. a different and that's like a, going back to amateur too and, and it's hard for me because there's probably people out there going fuck him he doesn't know he's never good in there which is true you know but i've trained enough where you know to me I, and I'm, I'm i'm i know enough behind the scenes where to me it's like the amateur really doesn't matter. Like in, in MMA, like it's going to switch. And as soon as you become pro, then that's what people are looking at. Look at the contender series. Like no one gives a shit. Like people could have went seven and 14 in their amateur career, but now they're seven and oh, as a pro, that's all that matters. And that's why right. they're getting the shot. Right. Like, right. so absolutely. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But I'm glad he did it. I'm glad he took the, the opportunity and he got out of some really fucking tough. That was a really tight, tight uh, oh. arm bar, man. That was tough to watch, dude. I'll tell you, like being a, a friend and a, and a coach of his and yeah. stuff like that was, 
I'm watching because I did a bit of jujitsu and stuff, and I've had people yank on my arm, and I know how it kind of feels. And I was watching, and I'm like, you know, I, the Kimura, I was like, I thought it was locked to be yeah. honest. He bridged yeah. that out, man, and 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 got out. And then um, the armbar, he actually uh, commented on that. He made a post about it. I think it was called the Hitchhiker Escape. I yeah, the Hitchhiker Escape. That. I did. I, I did see his uh, post on it. Yeah. Yeah, I'd never even heard of that. No, it was great escape. I watched the fight, and I was like, "Holy smokes!" And, mm-hmm. and you yeah. know, th- yeah, no, there's there was definitely some some silver linings there. But yeah. you know, Christian's very competitive. He's not you know taking sitting on the throne of silver linings. He's gonna get back in the gym, and and I wouldn't want to be the guy fighting him next. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know, man. Well, hopefully uh, it's interesting to see what'll happen because uh, will Cage Fury have him back? I would think they would. If not, uh, you know, he might be fighting here. Who knows, right? So I would have liked to see him in that bracket, man. I really would have, though. We lost him in that bracket we had there, but. Speaking of that, that was, that's some high-level grapplers there. Guys, I've never, uh, I've never really heard of as much. Um, I, uh, the guy who won it, uh, Drake, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Yeah, Farrell. smokes, dude. I've never heard of him. Uh, you know, disrespect, you know, saying I'm a big nerd in the combat sports game. But, he, man, he uh, who he grappled? Kaleidis and uh, yeah. that Ali Joel on the way? And Joel, Ab- Abdel, yeah. Ab- uh, Jeremy Henry, Ab- uh, Kaleidis, Abdel, and then Joel. Yeah. Like, yeah, just murderers a- row to get to the fucking yeah. bottom. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he's a stud. He's only like twenty, maybe nineteen or twenty-two. Like that's the thing. Like, I, like for me, like I'm forty now, and I go and I roll with, and I'm just like, oh my god. Like I, for me, survival now is a, is a big thing. Like when everyone's so young now and and big, and but it's it's fun, man. When you can look at like Drake's been competing for for me, he's probably competed like five or six times now, and he's. Wow grown so much through his career that with kent and zombie proof down there and now he's up training with jared my club in, in pictor county and Merrimack and Truro a little bit and he's just a great great kid and i'm happy it's it's joel's a, pretty talented too and and you know they both it was a tough fight but you know drake he did he won man very well is joel the guy who grappled against uh judo john williams yeah okay yeah, yeah. He's, whew, he's good too yeah. Yeah, he is. He's he's really. There's a lot of men like the the scene here is super high level scene. Like, and you know, I'm not gonna say submission series took credit for it because Peter Martel and Shane Rice and Peter and Kevin Taylor and all these guys, Ray McKinnon and all these people have been doing it forever on the East Coast. You know, who started this kind of thing. Without them, none of this shit would be possible. It's just that simple for me. So, but the I think it's grown a lot uh, in the. And jujitsu, man, is it's fun. Some people, you know, it's uh, it's interesting. You know, not everybody likes another man between their crotch, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, uh, get out of here with all that shit. Yeah, like, that's, that's the thing. It's like I, I started with a, a kind of a grappling background, so you know, I, I, what happened was I was a pretty big kid, uh, believe it or not. I was like five eleven, like one hundred and eighty pounds at like. 12 years old 13 what are you 6'4 now are you 6'4 no i'm 6'2 6'2 6'2 yeah um and That's anyway so kid, like though. yeah big ass kid and like it was weird because i was kind of fat and i hit a growth spurt and then i i was like baby deer like i had no coordination over my mm-hmm. body like i was trying to play basketball and stuff and yeah like i was ter- i was terrible bro it was not good so anyway um 
it was just by weight back then. It was like 2000. And, uh, yeah, I sound like an old days. I know yeah, way back in the day. It was probably like 2006 ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, it was just kind of, you know, go grapple with the guy that was your weight. So I used to grapple with these guys who were like legit adult judo black belts, and they would just fucking manhandle me, and uh, I couldn't I do anything. It for you. Yeah. Well, no, no. They they were good to me. I don't let me don't let make me uh, make them out to sound like dicks. They were good to me, but they were also getting their work in right. And I yeah, was yeah, always yeah. and I was like, uh, whatever. But they man, it, something to be said for going for an hour and not being able to do shit like nothing, yeah. like not shrimp and and get an underhook and try to work a triangle, anything, dude. Like they would just manhandle me, mount wow. me when they wanted to, and yeah, good for and, you though. Yeah, I stuck in, man, about three years. I Basically, every day was like that. And awesome. Yeah, and Very honestly, cool, it's humbling. It's good for it you. It is. You know, I, yeah. it really is. Like, just That's what I tell like, everybody. Like, like it's uh, what humbles and makes me uh, love it so much. Like, I went and competed against judo there last, I don't know when. And, like, I gassed out and I lost to judo. And you come out of it knowing like what you can do better. Right. And it's just like these, these, the, the, the sport gives you so much back, man. It's just like this always learning, always fun kind of like, but the, like going to the humbling thing, I guess, sorry, I got, I don't know where that came from that little tidbit, but like a humbling thing, like when you're, you know, when you're able to hold someone down or like, I say that to people all the time, like you have no idea what you're talking. Like you have no idea if you're like a random person and you get in like, and you have no idea about like you're yeah. fucked. Like you're really. It was a statistic. It said something like the average male overestimates his ability to fight by seven hundred percent. I said, yeah, yeah. That's, a bit, that's about a, that's about accurate. You know, you that's hear these it. guys, and it's like, holy fuck, dude! Like you, you clearly have never been in there and been like, oh wow, like you know, wide-eyed, like this is different. There's something yeah. about that. It's like you're like, there this is. is different. Um, yeah. You know, and yeah. I, honestly, sometimes you got to do that to guys in the gym that aren't even bad guys, like just guys going a little bit too hard. Yeah. And then what you kind of do is I don't ever like want to try to beat anybody up in the gym or, you know, give anybody head trauma, but basically try to like make it so they can't hit me, can't do shit, you know, like not piece them up and bruise yeah, them up. Yeah. Or, you, know, but you know, put a little hurting on them and make sure they feel like, oh my God, like I can't do anything. What's he going to do yeah. next? You know, and then what mm -hmm. I say to them at the end is you see what I just did to you. There's people out there that can do that to me, and oh, there's people yeah, out there that yeah. can do that to them. And you know, there's levels to this, man. It's so you need levels. to understand. You're on the totem pole, and you're you're somewhere on there. And you know, it's up to you to understand where you're at. And, and I don't want to say act accordingly, but I think we should all act accordingly. You know, hundred like percent. Goes back to that first. jab in the mouth thing. You know, like and that's the beautiful thing about combat sports. Like when someone's going a little hard, you're like, all right, cool. Let's okay. do this. You know, you're like, okay, and I'm going to match their level and see what happens. Right. And, but in real life, you just can't do that kind of stuff. So it's no, man, I think that's, yeah. Well, yeah, that's a whole fucking different podcast for sure. Yeah, that's right. Man. Yeah, it is dude. Yeah. What about uh, mentors, people that, you know, like, uh, you know, um, inside other than Chris, you know, or outside, I guess that have kind of keep keep you motivated in this whole thing you know people that like during that struggle where you're like ah, am i gonna do i want to do this or or do i want to do this as a hobby like who do you talk to oh i got a um, question there before sorry shit yeah no, it's all good. that's two fellas heavy balls oh i hate this question <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'll let you take that one. Ah, oh, thanks. Um, I think you should be able to do what you love. And if you're not getting hurt, then, you know, I, I don't think you should tune in to, you know, Mike Tyson and Roy Jones fighting in 2020 and, and say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm watching the baddest man on the planet, you know, fight Roy Jones. And like, you know, he's going to try to knock him out and all this. It's it's respect for them doing their art. You know, it's, it's like yeah. Da Vinci with a paintbrush. Don't know if I fucked yeah. that. Da Vinci's a no. painter, right? I didn't fuck yeah, that yeah. up. No, we're good. Michelangelo, okay. maybe. <laughs> right, I, I don't yeah. know. Sure. Any of them, right? So, you know, to, to watch them perform their art, I could definitely appreciate and I And I like, and I don't think anybody should have that taken away from them. But I, I also think there's something to be said for getting punched in the head and, yeah. you know, where it is boxing. But, uh, like, what I've seen from that, I I thought it was okay. Like, I was like, you know, yeah, if they too. did that, that's – you know, there's nothing wrong with that. And, you know, people who were tuning in expecting blood and guts, like, you know. You're, I don't you're think the... many people were too, man. No. Like, you know, you looked at, I think people, you know, fool me once with Connor and Floyd. Fool me twice, my own fault, you know, or what that line is. Mm -hmm. But, you know, fool, I don't, and I think most people, like, that they did very well in pay-per-views. I think they broke a million pay-per-view buys. Yep. And what, and I think it, a lot of it was people like exactly like you just said, respect, like people who are like, cool, I want to tune in and watch these two legends just kind of have an ex. If they're just sparring, like DC said, he's like, I don't care what they're doing. If they're just sparring, man, I'm going to pay for that. No question. Absolutely. Yeah, for yeah. sure, man. It's like, you know, when you see two high-level guys in the gym, like you, some, yeah. a lot of the fun. time, the whole gym will stop and watch, you know, if we're not doing something so, too important. Like, uh, yeah. that's one, like, usually when Chris starts sparring, beating everybody up in the gym. At 44 years old, shout out to Chris. Yeah. Everybody kind of like to his in because he's very, you know, he's very technical, very good at what he does, you know. It's like watching. By watching. Work. Yeah. That's absolutely. it. Like you can, like a, a lot of people learn that way visually, just watching other people, you know, like it's, man, like look how much shit is online now that you can learn. Everything, like, yeah. you know, they and used to fortunate. say. Yeah. I was fortunate. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, man. So, like, you know, I'm 24, and a lot of the time, like, I find a lot of, like, well-renowned coaches and good coaches are, are you know, uh, a bit older and have a lot more experience, you know, and I feel like having the internet to study and, and to yeah. learn from people that, you know, I don't have to be right in a room with Henry Hoof to learn, you know, how Henry Hoof holds pads, you know, and just there's something to be said for that. So, like, when people come in the gym, they're like, oh, you know, I've been watching YouTube videos. Most times people are like, oh, you know, fucking YouTube videos. But me, I'm like, good, dude. Well, well they're good, doing God. better. Yeah. Yeah, I'll show you some shit. You go home, keep watching YouTube videos, and you know, like I always like this saying. I say to people, I don't want to, I don't want to claim this as my own, you know, copyright infringement or something. But I always say, like, you know, I just hand you the canvas and the paintbrush, and you paint the picture. You know, I'll give you the tools, and it's your expression. You do whatever you want to do. Yeah, that's you know, like more Da Vinci. You're like the right. East Coast I, Da Vinci. I can barely can barely draw a stick figure. But, that's all right. <laughs> Teaching the athletes to draw left hooks, man, right hooks. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I love all the painting. Uh, I love it. Are you a, are you a painter or something? Are you painting in your family or what? Oh man, no, just just the vibe tonight, I guess. <laughs> just a creative vibe, dude. Good yeah, for you. Yeah, I, I love it, man. I love it. Positivity, man. It breeds other positivity, you know. And it's super important to have people like you around in the gym, outside the gym, doing your thing, man. Like like. I always love that. Like I, I kick back to when I first walked in, and people were like Dan Vanderlands was like, "Hey, hey, hey!" Or you know, like or Kitson's very like the people who are just like constantly giving you positive feedback, man. And like, how can't that make you feel good, right? That's where people want to be. 
Yeah, in combat sports, that's the thing. It's probably the best com- camaraderie environment I've ever been around. And that's what, you know, is a misconception is fighters and boxers and grapplers are, are some of the, the misfits that were bullied at school, the nice kids who just didn't want to be picked on, right? So when we're all in the gym, like, I just find there's no place I'd rather be in terms of, like, people I want to talk to and be around with no anxiety, like, with what I say. Yeah. Like, we're just kind of being ourselves and able to hang out, and then we get in there and beat shit out of each other, and then we are even nicer to each other. It's such a weird, yeah, it's it a is, weird but... thing, but, yeah, it's it's if anybody's scared to join a combat sports gym because you think there's going to be muscled-up assholes there, they don't last. Not at a good yeah. gym. It's very true, man. It's very true. They don't last. Yeah. That's it. The, they get weeded out real quick. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's weird. It's, it's There's an, guys that don't look like it, man, but the killers and the, and the muscly guys will, they'll want to fucking ride the ride. Good luck, bro. Yeah, it's a different. And like it, I always say too, it's like it takes a lot of oxygen to move those muscles, man. You know, like like it's one thing to be in shape, but you get moving around for a minute and a half. It's It's a different thing. So... Yeah, it's interesting, man. We'll keep it up. Uh, you know, any uh, before we get going here, you're you're involved in football as well. So obviously, giving back and, and you know working with youth is a big thing for you. Whether it's coaching, you know, um, not just boxing but also football. How'd you get into that side of the things? Um, that's another another cliche story, I guess. Um, yeah. So yeah. basically, like I played other sports like basketball and, and rugby all through high school and stuff. And then um, when I, I was in grade 12, uh, I had a buddy who was a quarterback in the football team asked me to go out and, and play running back for them. Yeah. I was like, sure. So then uh, they had brought in a new coach that year and he was a bit younger. Like I think he's, he's only a couple of years older than me. And we'd actually become like super uh, good friends. Uh, Travis McKenzie, shout out Travis McKenzie. He's still nice. Like, one of my best friends if not my best friend to this date and um anyway the next following year he had asked me like i ended up making the all-star team for new brunswick and stuff and are you are you a painter or something (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna get the i'm gonna get the gears from the paint stuff now there you Um, go (laughs) but uh (laughs) benjamin morrell that's right Uh, let's go i'm gonna paint the mona lisa and fucking put it behind (laughs) me i'm just me sitting there um (laughs) so anyway um (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, the next I ended up doing real well when I played football that one year. It was literally just give me the ball and I'll run. Like I was a pretty good athlete, so I yeah. you know, found the end zone a few times and stuff, not knowing how to play football at all. And uh, they he brought me into coach. He said basically, you know, like you're good at running the ball, you know, refine your your coaching skills, and then just come in as a running back coach. And I did, and that was that's been six years, man. I was like 18 when I started coaching that, and I, I haven't looked wow. back since. And yeah, so that's actually Very cool. So I, I'd started coaching there and, and then, you know, I've been involved in combat sports like my whole life. And then when that door opened with Chris, then I was like, shit, I'll start coaching boxing and combat sports too. Cause that's, you know, like my love. And yeah. I've actually found a huge love for football too, man, to be honest with you. Like it's, you know, when it's football season, it's hard for me to uh, put the remote down and, yeah, and, and even just drawing up plays, playing around, being a student of, of coaching, you know, like that's yeah. a big thing. You know, you can't. You got to research as a coach, man, because the game's constantly changing. Like, uh, you look at grappling. Like, you know, yeah. guys like Khabib. Like, people weren't mm-hmm. doing Shamaya. People weren't doing that to people five, ten no. years ago. Not really. No, man. These guys, no, like not like GSP. You know, was pretty dominant with his, like his timing and stuff, but not like that. Like, not like to the point. Like he, like he'd hold you down and just fucking like, 
like that's what Khabib does. That's a scary thing, bro. That's like yeah. there's something, you know, they're scary enough when somebody can get on your back and, and fucking choke you out. But like there's something when somebody can put you in a crucifix and beat the shit out of you. Yeah. Like, what can you do from and there? At that level. That's the scary thing right. to me. It's like these guys are all so good, girls and guys at that level. They're all that good and, and someone's able to do that. It's, right. Yeah, look what's at gonna Gage. come out of it. Okay, well Khabib yeah. to Gaethje, that was crazy. Like I yeah. picked Gaethje to beat Tony Ferguson before he beat him. And he did. He went out and smoked him. And then yeah. I was like, Oh, I was like, Gaethje's gonna have a real good chance against Khabib. I swear, man, I was on the Gaethje train. I was gonna go out and put a few bucks on him. Good thing I didn't. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> anyway, man, he like I was watching the first round and he came out, he was sweaty, which I liked. I was like, Okay, so he's ready for the early grappling, you know, he's nice and wet and yeah. you know, slippery. And uh I like I was in a low stance and stuff, kicking his legs. But then as soon as they hit the fucking ground, I was like, that's was who goes for a fucking triangle from the mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know what Khabib, I mean? Like, did you see the article? They said, they said, he said, uh, cause Justin's parents were there in the front row. And he said, uh, I had the triangle. I, I had it. Cause what do you have arm bar first? Or then he switched to the triangle. Oh, didn't he? He said he didn't want to hurt him. Didn't he? He didn't want to break his arm in front of his mom. <laughs> so he fucking switched to the triangle or something. <laughs> Just Something an absolute about that animal, yeah. Trying to, you know, you're trying to fucking kill somebody, and you're like, All right, I was well. trying to get a pay per view stream running, and then every sec, everybody ran out of the back room and was like, hey, Did you see that? And I'm like, uh, No, I'm a little bit busy here trying to run this pay per view. <laughs> get Would that you guys going. had your like, event the same day? The same day, we started at 6 30, so we waited until that was over and then started. So because that started, man, that started at like three in the afternoon. Right. So then everyone was like, you see it? And I was like, no, I'm doing this. Like, oh, well, Khabib won. It was crazy. I'm like, fuck. It's like, you assholes. <laughs> I was anyway. TBR on that for later. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it, man. But all right, yeah. buddy. Well, we got to get going. I want to thank you so much for joining us, dude. And uh, hopefully we can get you on again. Anytime you want to talk shop, I'd love to have you back on. And uh, it's nice when people like to chat because sometimes it's just like, you know, it's not so chatty. Lot, lots of lots of painters on here lots of bob rosses that aren't talkative that's so right. it's uh, but that's the beauty of this kind of thing right because it's like some people aren't so confident and it was like me when i first started doing it and the like it's nice to you know we're all kind of stuck in this goddamn covid thing together we can't do anything so the more you know you can get comfortable in front of a mic for anybody who's an up-and-coming fighter or whatever it all helps right so absolutely that's the yeah, way i look I at it man yeah, this has been a great time, honestly. And I just want to point out, this is my first interview ever, and I did not fucking sweat as bad as I thought I was. No, but you did talking great. about did something it. I like, so you know, that's it's easy. it, dude. It makes so, a difference, right? So, any uh, any final shoutouts, man? Uh you know, like like I said, man. Shout out Chris Peters, East Coast Boxing. Shout out St. Malachy's Memorial Saints football team, Travis McKenzie, and uh, yeah, it's two of my big mentors in this coaching game, and and. Uh, Shout out Fight League Atlantic, man. Thanks so much for having me. If you ever got a slow week, I'm always here, brother. Always ready. There we do it. I love it, man. Yeah. We'll talk soon. Thanks for joining us. Corey Morrell. See you, buddy. Thanks. Thanks, bro. See you later. Awesome. Fantastic. Uh, a great up-and-coming talent, folks. Uh, a coach at East Coast Boxing. Great interview. Brought to our friends, uh, Maritime Madness. Check them out online. Over 30 flavors, hot sauces, rubs. Not back rubs. Rubs for meat. That didn't sound good either. Meat rub. Check them out online, maritimemadness.com. All right, folks. Lots of love. Be kind. Be good to one another. It's the holiday season. Not just because it's the holiday season. Be good to one another, of course, anyway. But pay it forward. Lots of love. See ya.